Hello and welcome to Castival. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. My name's Matt Hoss and I'm the host and I'm here to guide you run their festival. Today's guest is an award-winning stand-up comedian, a marvellous nerd, and a card ninja himself. It's Javier Harquin. Hello! Hello, mate. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you today? That's good. I like how you, you built up that intro there. That sounded... <laughs> I heard the intro. I was like, shit, am I on today? <laughs> is that me? <laughs> Well, actually, uh, it was a script for someone else, but like we uh, we just got Fair you in last minute. Like, Fair no, enough. No, but you are that awesome. You are you are fantastic. Uh, I, I love chatting to you, Hav, because like you, um, we we did know each other a little bit beforehand. I knew Gary a lot back in uh, back in the day, but we got to know each other a lot during the pandemic as well. It's been a real yes. treat, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, online, online. We weren't breaking any rules. We got to know each other online. <laughs> no, we've been going to, you know, lots of those marches and demonstrations. BFS, buddy. <laughs> yes. When will the government just step up? <laughs> Bullshit. And when I say we met online, we met on Twitch, okay? Yeah. Not like on some dodgy chat room in the corner of the internet. <laughs> well, you know what? You've absolutely, like, just uh, stomped on the flames of our friendship there. Like, you like <laughs> you were very quick to to, uh, to analyse that. But just to clarify these things, let our love blossom have. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in the legitimate garden. In the legal, legitimate allotment allocated to us at our, at our, at our time slots. I feel like I'm a whistleblower and you're a politician trying to save face. <laughs> I'm just kind of doing the, like, the, the cut signal underneath yeah. for the producers. <laughs> get him off! Get him off! But yeah, um, well, it's a, it's a real treat to have you here, mate. And, well, thank uh, you for having me on. I'm already loving it. Let's start talking about music, because uh, we're going to be talking about festivals and oh, the yes. kind of music that you would like. But let's start off with the basics. If someone were to ask you what kind of music are you into, how do you typically respond? I tend to respond quite eclectically. Oh, you, you know what? That is the word. It is the, you know, it's it's a word that's, it's a coverall for like, I just like little bits of everything. <laughs> and I don't, um, I don't know, I, I had a flatmate that was really into music and mm. he would be able to tell you like the, the genres and the subgenres and everything. And anytime I got asked, I'd just be like, I don't know, I kind of like this. I like a little bit of, of horrendous pop music. I like a little bit of indie stuff. I like a little bit of dance music. I like a little bit of, just a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Like if, if if music is a buffet, I will take a little bit from each bit <laughs> and put it on my plate. That's a really lovely way to describe it. Um, but this is like when people say eclectic, I want to kind of drill down in that. So what would be the most polar opposites and the most extreme versions of your taste? Like what are like the the boundaries of that? Um, I've got I've got a um, the full version of a of a Japanese anime intro. <laughs> On on my on my playlist, yeah, uh, it's the intro for uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and um, there we go. So that's and I yes. love listening to it as as the full version. And on the other end of the spectrum, I will love Packabell's Canon and D. Yeah, nice. Uh, the classical music, you know. And when you're like writing or doing stuff, do you do you like listen to that kind of classical music as well? This way, when do you listen to the classical stuff? Um, when did I listen? To? My dad was really into classical music, super into classical music. He was uh. You know, he'd be playing something and I'd walk into the room and I'd be like, Dad, can he like, whoa, 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 listen to this, listen to this. And I'd be like, Dad, the house is on fire. He'd be like, no, 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 wait, wait for the movement. Wait for the movement. Here it comes. And he'd be like, name the composer. I'm like, Dad, mum is dead. And he'd be like, no, 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 it's German composer. Be like, we're, all, we're all dead now, Dad. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I got uh, a bit of, I didn't get his love of classical music, but I, the appreciation of classical music and just Canon, Canon and D was one of my favorites. That's really sweet. And also... 
Coolio used it as a sample in his I'll, <laughs> I'll see you when I get there. And when that came out at school, I was able to tell everyone, uh, this is Packerbell's Canon and D. And everyone's like, shut up, Harv. No one likes you. <laughs> and you're on fire. <laughs> and you're on fire. <laughs> and your mum is dead. Mum is fine, by the way. Mum is fine. She's just dead in this in this um, analogy, this story. <laughs> I'm going to say that's the most horrendous bullying I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Even for bullies, that's harsh. Uh, right? Uh, yeah. Um, the bullies in my head are horrendous. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> Tell me all about it, man. Uh, preaching to the choir. But uh, do you um, do you play any instruments? Have I play guitar badly for fun? That's nice. What kind of songs do you like playing? I um, I like taking any popular song, yeah, and then turning it into a wanky acoustic cover. Nice. So I'll slow it down and just play the chords. Or I've learned how to I've learned how to play chords, and I've learned how to do like a little bit of finger picking, and that's enough. Like, if I switch between chord and finger picking, it's enough to make me feel like I could be playing in the corner of a shitty cafe. Yes, I love that you a know? lot. Yeah. You know, where the manager's like, you got three songs, Harv, and then you got to fuck off. I, uh, when <laughs> I once, have you ever been in a room during that? Because I remember when I was, I went to Bristol one time, I was seeing my, uh, my, my current partner there. We were on a, like a date and, uh, there was a, it was quite in the winter and the, the, the windows were kind of misted over and we're like, oh, let's go in there. They've got music on. Let's have a nice chill time. And Beautiful. we went, went in there and it's called, um, I'm not sure if I should repeat the business, but it's called the Crafty Egg, <laughs> which, uh, is already an interesting place to start with. And we went in oh. and we're the only people in there. And like it's like a cafe, but they sell booze, and it was just kind of like we had to stay there for the drink. Crafty, now. and then yeah, crafty indeed, like crafty by name, crafty by nature. And then this guy was just playing songs, and he just kept on trying to do crowd stuff with us, and was like, "Oh, oh no, yeah, I oh, know, no. dude, <laughs> just put your blinders on and play the song." Yeah, it's like, "Hello, crafty egg, how are we doing tonight?" And like, please, we're, I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation. I didn't realize this was it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very embarrassing, but um, uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm a good, I'm a good audience. You made member. that guy's day. Yeah, you made his day. He's gonna come out of there going like, oh yeah, hot crowd tonight. Yeah, boy, feel that. And that person, that person was Bruce Springsteen. What? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I've been the boss. Thank you, Graffy. Good night. <laughs> but yeah, so but have you? Uh, yeah, have you ever been in those kind of awkward uh, moments like that? I've definitely been in shows. Uh, probably not so many musical, but more comedy shows where like, I think I'm the only one here or like I'm very much part of a small audience. Like everyone is very aware of how little people there are. Yeah. It feels like a life raft. Like you look around and you like, I, I know you can know exactly how many people are in the life raft. And uh, yeah, thanks for talking about my comedy show. I appreciate that. So uh... I did enjoy it, mate. I did enjoy it. I thought you, I thought you smashed the shit out of it. Life raft. Yeah. Comedy's never been on a life raft before. We should do that like, next time, like Absolutely. a ship sinks. Like, hello, welcome to the show. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, welcome. Like... <laughs> uh, I don't think we're all going to make it to the end of this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to die on stage, by which I mean I'm going to drown. Uh, tough crowd, tough crowd. <laughs> Anyway, um, before we move on to the next section and where you're going to pitch your your music festival, um, have you been to many music festivals? I haven't been to many music festivals. I am not a massive fan of mud. I'm not a massive <laughs> fan of camping. So I, I love going to gigs. Mm-hmm. I love going to like day festivals. It's, it's the camping that I'm not a big fan yeah. of. It's the like... I'm a man of simple tastes and comfort, but I want my creature comforts. I want to come home to a shower and a bed and a, a, a proper running toilet. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Otherwise, I love 
I do love going to gigs. So you like the gigs, but you don't like the, the staying overnight. I aspect. just want all the best bits <laughs> and none of the other bits that I don't like. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm now that I'm like pushing 40, I'm like, I've got to that point where I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. And if I don't want to do that, like the, the, the negatives outweigh the positives. Yeah. When absolutely. you think about it. And that is growing old in a nutshell. <laughs> You I, just focus on, like, I don't want mud in my undies. <laughs> I don't want to be picking mud out of my ass crack oh at 2 a.m. in the morning while I'm stuffy in a tent with someone that I don't want. <laughs> hearing someone coming on a, on a come down at the tent next to me, I don't want that. I don't care how good Coldplay was that night, you know? I want to just go to sleep in my own bed and wake up and be able to go to the toilet in my own toilet and go to my fridge and get stuff I want. I'm very, very fussy in my old age, Matt. <laughs> So fussy. Such a stick in the mud. Why won't you want to just like roll in the mud? You're such a lame out. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I'm not on I'm not on Kitterman Matt. Right? <laughs> and that's your catchphrase, isn't it? I am and I'm not on Ketterman. <laughs> I'm not on Ketterman Matt. <laughs> uh, well, that could be the name of your festival, but let's go and find out more as we go and set up camp and think about the admin of your festival. Oh yes. Hello and welcome to Season 4 of Castable. What a delight it is to have you back here. If you'd like to help support the podcast, because this is an ad-free podcast, there's many ways you can do that. You can follow me at Comedy on the social medias like Instagram and Twitter, and watch me do live performances on Twitch. I'm still doing Twitch throughout the summers and from 2021 onwards, so please do follow me there. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel at Matthouse Comedy. If you'd like to, you can also read my book available from my website, www.matthousecomedy.com. It's called Purify. On top of that, make sure to join the Patreon where there's extra bonus content every single week. If you like my streams, there's some stuff there. And if you want to help the podcast specifically, make sure to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast provider that you use. And do share with friends. Other than that, enjoy this very special episode of Castable. Castable, if you can hear me, I want you to sing along. Go for it. One more time. Castable, you got it. Do you know what the name of your festival could be? I was trying to combine names of great festivals like Live Aid and like Woodstock, but then yeah. I've just got Livestock. And just... <laughs> livestock. It's a cattle market. Livestock. Right. Just like bring out the cows. And like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, plenty of moo town. Oh God. Oh God. Please edit, edit that out. No, edit that, that out. I'm going to send that to your agents. And... <laughs> <laughs> I, I will actually murder you. Oh no. Uh, no, so, <laughs> name of a festival uh, is is going to be he- Heaven. Ha- oh, but like, but ha- like because my name's Javier, it's going to be like have Heaven a great heaven. time. Yeah, yeah. Have- yeah. Oh, it's ha- I thought you were trying to say Heaven, but having a great time. Yeah. Like, oh, like- he- Heaven. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's yeah, that's you've, good. You've, you've torn me now. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's Heaven brackets having a good time. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You know what? I will kind of treat this as like a uh, a marketing meeting. We're like we're bouncing <laughs> ideas. So we're in the room and we're just like, well, uh, to, to, uh, heaven, 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 heaven. Yes, yes. Take that to print. Yes. Yeah, and absolutely. We, and someone knocks out a good slogan. 
The, the slogan is, uh, I'm not on ketamine, Matt. That's, that's yeah, what it yeah, is. brackets. I'm not on ketamine, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> just your face being angry. and just no, That's on every t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the t shirts. And that's mandatory. That's uh, You have to do that, or else, like, you're not allowed in. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, whereabouts geographically would you like a festival? Oh, shit. I hadn't even thought about that, the geography of it. Oh, shit. New Zealand, of course. Oh, in New Zealand. And whereabouts in New Zealand, if you had to pick? It will be it will be uh, in the, on the plains of Canterbury. There's lots of fields out there. Beautiful weather. Um, kind of close to the mountains, mm-hmm. or close to the sea. Or which, you're kind of close to both mm-hmm. in New Zealand. Um, yeah, I hadn't even thought about geographically. Oh, Matt, you're making me all homesick. <laughs> oh, bless. Well, you know, I don't think we've had people, um, anyone pick New Zealand before. And I think that is a, a untapped market for sure. I definitely, again, this is a marketing meeting. Uh, I do take this very soon. Yeah, yeah. we're doing it. It's, it's going to be a stone's throw from the uh, the Lord of the Rings set. <gasps> oh, my God. You so that's be... kind of like the chill out zone. Oh, it's, my It's Hobbiton. God. Like... The Shire. <laughs> That's so good. I would love that so much. Like, I like, I love music festivals, but if, you, if you're if like, right, we've got a music festival in New Zealand, great, uh, but it's also near Hobbiton. Holy shit, I'm going to, yeah. like, I, I would explode. Like, you get, yeah. you're getting both my niches quite well overloaded me. It's going to be great. And yeah. Like, explode with happiness. That sounds great. That's what I want everyone to do, and I want all the people that are, like, really, really high to turn up on the set and, like, stumble across... The props that make you know that were there for Gandalf, and they're like, "Dude, I'm fucking massive!" <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Uh, but would, would you trust a lot of <laughs> drunk and uh, uh, drug adult people around Hobbiton? It might be. Oh, too much- of course not. Like Hel- Hobbiton will be trashed by the end of it. <laughs> it will. But what a way, what a way to go! Yeah. What a way to go! Someone set off all the fireworks. Run, it's a big dragon again. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. Look, the tours have been drying up. Lord of the Rings happened a long time ago now. Like, let's let's just give it a good old send-off. Yeah. <laughs> you had your time. Get wrecked in Hobbiton. That's, That's uh, right. Now, that actually would sell to me. <laughs> there's, there's no finer dream, a more pure yeah. dream than getting... One festival to rule them all. Yeah, so... Yeah, tell you what, like, this... <laughs> This is this is a really good pitch so far. I'm I'm, a, I'm only a really good take. So without revealing the lineup, how much would you charge per ticket on your festival? Oh shit! You know what? This is very like I have done zero adding up of, of admin of logistics of That's like okay. economies of scale on this sort of thing. Oh, I don't even know how long the festival is. Um, what's a what's a festival? What's a ticket to Glastonbury? Ticket to Glastonbury is typically around uh, two hundred and fifty these days for free. Mine will be two hundred and forty nine pounds. <laughs> I'm gonna undercut them. Yeah, I mean the the prices uh, to uh, to the festival might be a bit more, but yeah, you know what? I think that's that's fair. I think undercut that that bloody capitalist Evis. Exactly. Bloody, yeah, let's take him down a peg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And once I'm selling mine for 249 and they're selling theirs at 250 it'll be Lastonbury for them. Oh. It's love. curtains. <laughs> Send that to my agent. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm just banging them out here, mate. <laughs> Stop recording. Send it to my agent. I'm about to be on telly. <laughs> yeah, famously, the, the way to get to telly, uh, Lively Apollo definitely listens to all, all this podcast yeah. by Matt Hoss, for sure. That's the only yeah. reason I do it. It's just, just waiting for the phone call, have. <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast is a metal detector on the beach and we've just we've just struck gold mate start digging throwing you a shovel i tell you what I've, I've been digging for a long time my friend <laughs> i ain't found nothing yet <laughs> welcome to my new special keep digging <laughs> 
So when you're at your festival, and in, in general, are you quite someone who uh, is quite fixated with? Are you quite good with logistics? Are you quite there for the fun? What kind of role? I'm there would for you... the fun. Yeah, I'm terrible, I'm terrible at logistics, but I'm good at kind of trying to uh, create an itinerary for the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm good at scheduling. Like I want to do this, and then I want to do that, and then I want to do this, and you know. Yeah. So you kind of like you're not. You, you don't want to be the admin, but you do want to uh, enjoy the fun. But you do it in a very efficient manner. Like you're like a this, little bit moniker. Like you know, the fun is is maximised when we when we organise the fun. Oh yes, we plan out the day. Absolutely. You know, like I, I can't be. Um, I'm not good with being with people. Just like oh, we'll just we'll just hang out here and then we'll just stumble across things, especially at, at a festival or something like that. Because there's a program and like there's things you want to see and things you want to do. And if you hang out with people that are just like oh, we'll just we'll just kind of go with the flow and enjoy it, man. I'm like, well, then we'll miss out on the fucking pie eating contest or whatever. <laughs> in Hobbiton. In oh, Hobbiton. You're in Bilbo's pantry. No. <laughs> at one point, do we talk about food at all for the festival? Well, let's talk about it now. What kind of things would you like okay. at the festival? The stalls we're going to have, there's going to be, there's, um, New Zealand reminded me of this in my hometown, Christchurch. There's a German bratwurst seller uh, mm-hmm. called Fritz's Wiener. And <laughs> I'm not making this up. Yeah. It's called Fritz's Wiener and they sell spicy bratwursts and amazing bread and uh, you put the hot English mustard on it. That's a stall for the food. Um, at night, there's Mexican. There's going to be a Mexican mm-hmm. kind of like stalls all around, you know, good burritos, kiss of the years, all that sort of shit. Um, and then like the big old barbecue fire pit. I want a big one of those. That sounds so lovely. Yeah, it sounds uh, very romantic for sure. Like, uh, yeah, I love the food at festival stays with you as well because like you're buying a moment. If you know what I mean, like, it sounds really a bit wanky when you say that, but like you remember those things as well with the people you eat it with as well. It's very, it's a good, it's a good time for sure. Oh yeah, I will never forget those strangers off their tits. <laughs> my, ate my chips like seagulls. Also, we're going to subsidize the food sellers so they give you big portions. I hate it when you go to a food stall yeah. and like you get it and like you, you, they give it to you. You just look at them in the eye like, is that it, mate? Is that it? Is that it? Did I just, yeah, did I just pay seven quid for that? Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? And it definitely, that's uh, an issue that's got worse for sure as well. Like uh, back in the day, you would still pay a lot for it, but it would be a bit cheaper. But now it's like £7 for like a burger. It's like, oh wait, mate. It's, it's yeah. Uh, but then again, they, they're paying a lot to be there as well. So it's kind of like, you understand why they do it. But yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, we will subsidize them and just be like, look, everyone, everyone gets a massive portion, okay? <laughs> I want people to look at you like strangely about the amount of food you're giving them each person <laughs> okay that's what i want yeah it's not you don't put a certain portion size on the plate you're just doing it until they're freaked out yeah you know i mean like, yeah you're exactly slopping keep, the girl on exactly exactly okay you just keep slopping it on until you see the whites of their eyes just go what is he doing and that's when you hand it over to them <laughs> bon appetit motherfucker <laughs> get that down your pie hole oh god not the pie hole because the, the pie meeting contest is uh, at two o'clock do be exactly, mindful of that exactly keep sure. that free keep that free <laughs> right without further ado let's head over to um, the main part of your festival and let's have a look at uh, which which artists you'll be bringing on for us today <laughs> About to drop some matters like I know I should But I just remember that I left it in the club I don't know how I'll get my high I take a look around and know I sigh But then my salvation, it comes through Cause I'm inhaling pure O2 Cause I'm going into the oxygen tank Cause I'm going into the 
oxygen test yet. That's actually quite disappointing. Uh, so, have um, how many days of the festival do you have in your mind? It's going to be a two. It's going to be a two-night festival. Nice. nice. How, mu- how much is, is Glastonbury? Is that, is that two or three nights? Uh, that's such about. Technically, it's like five nights, but three. We are nights. doing six <laughs> nights. <laughs> we'll be here all day, mate. <laughs> oh no. No, mine was going to be a two-night festival. But really? but oh, no, the ticket price is all fucked. <laughs> no, it's uh, with Glastonbury. Uh, it is like six days, but. What you're doing is you're concentrating to like you're putting all that content into two single days. So really, yes. if anything, you're maximizing time. You, you're, that's right. You're, you're streamlining the event. That's what you're. That's are. right, guys. I'm reducing the carbon footprint on everything. We're just going to concentrate <laughs> it down. Okay, <laughs> two days. Is, you're not even going to know what hit you. Absolutely. Not even going to know. Famously, uh, Glastonbury is so <laughs> so bad for the, the, the carbon footprint. Are we starting with Saturday or are you starting with Friday? Which day would you probably start with? We're starting with a Friday. Okay. Everyone loves a Friday. So with Friday, who is the first act on of your lineup? Who would you pick to kind of uh, open up your whole festival? Open up the whole festival? Foo Fighters. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going hard. Going... We're going in hard. Wow. We're, we're, wait, we're slapping people in the face. <laughs> we're slapping people. It's like, hello, welcome to having a good time. You will have a good time starting now. Because that's the motherfucking Foo Fighters on stage. Because that is an early and a big, like, that's a big first step, right? Because that, that is a... Foo Fighters are typically known for a headlining, but to open up, that is a... I'm going to say that's bold. It's a cool decision as well. Yeah. So yeah, why, I mean, why did... I've suddenly now thought of, of like six other bands and I was like, maybe they could have been better to open, but no, I'm sticking with Foo Fighters now. No, no, good, good on you, mate. That's what we're Yeah, absolutely. So Foo Fighters, why do you think they are the best way to start off your festival? What does it, what do you they... You can't not enjoy Foo Fighters. Like you, <laughs> you, you hear it and you just start moving. You just can't, you mm-hmm. know, by the way, it's, it's all just, everyone's moshing together because like this festival is also good because everyone's like it's after covid restrictions have lifted Mm -hmm. and covid is dead this is a (laughs) this festival is set in 2030 when covid is dead and gone and we've actually immunized everyone like we've created a super vaccine and everyone is you could just lick a stranger's asshole without any problems (laughs) you could just do that and it's actually the way we greet people in the future all right (laughs) after the disease wars have been claimed by humanity all right, and all diseases are gone. The way to meet humans in 2030 is to just lick their assholes, okay? Hold, hold on one second. <laughs> Let's pause this for one second. You, like, less than 10 minutes ago, was like, oh, I don't like camping because I don't like the mud. And now you're like, Let's lick strangers' assholes! Let's go for it, buddy! I've just, you know what? It's just, you know, muddy, mud is dirty, but a stranger's asshole is like, it's, it's clean. It's clean. It's clean. Like you know what? It's it's fine because it's been licked every day by strangers. <laughs> I mean, I I understand your point, and you're not wrong. But I'm just saying there is definitely a definite discrepancy in logic there. But you know that's uh yeah, that's fine. Like I hey have you can lick my asshole anytime. <laughs> like, yeah, in 2030 I'll be all over it, mate. <laughs> Wait for the super vaccine. You have no idea the super vaccine changes humanity. Wow. It really does. <laughs> Okay, maybe like licking the asshole is, is maybe not it's maybe not the first thing you do. Licking the asshole is, is is what you consider like a when you giving someone a hug. Uh, okay, you know like you know how like um, kissing with tongues is French kissing. What yeah. what would kissing the asshole be? What would that be called? That that's a that's a that's a freedom wave. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> that's a freedom wave. <laughs> that's what we call it. <laughs> 
Okay. Like, you know what? I've had a good chat. I've just met you. I'm going to give you a freedom wave. Okay. Um, if there's any artists listening, please, dear listener, <laughs> do us a, a pin badge of that. <laughs> freedom wave. Mm. <laughs> Tastes like freedom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, to answer your question, the Foo Fighters opening. <laughs> Yeah, so, have you seen Foo Fighters live before? I have. I saw them in Auckland, New Zealand, and I, um, they, they were fucking incredible. They were, like, I I went to this concert completely sober, and it felt like I was I was actually levitating. You know, it's just, you know, one of those yeah. gigs where you're just like, this is amazing! And we were all going absolutely nuts. And the Foos did that thing. They probably do it in every single city they go to, but they were like, you guys are fucking loud! But, you know, they said it in a way that made us really think, like, even though you say this everywhere, I'm sure, like, we feel very special tonight. Absolutely. And I think that's the important thing, right? Because, like, like, like in comedy, there's always, like, um, you know, like a suspension of disbelief, you know. Like, you can, like, you can, you can, you, your rational brain's like, oh, you probably say it everywhere. But actually, it doesn't matter in that moment, does it? Because he's putting the attention on you in that moment. Yeah, it's nice, mm. isn't it? So, uh Maybe we were allowed because New Zealanders are very, very appreciative that when anyone comes all the way to New Zealand, we know it's a long way away, and we like realize that most of your band probably won't make it. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Just be like, "This is our new drummer. Sam died on the journey." Oh like, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> died in the fire. Um, like it, it happens quite regularly in New Zealand, but all the time, mate. Do Foo Fighters are they quite a good emblem for um, your festival? Are they quite like the the typical kind of the vibe of the festival. I mean, the, again, I, I have a, a eclectic music mix. The, few, the festival's going to have a, eclectic feels about mm. it. We're going to we're going to move you. We're going to shake you. The the first act is just going to make you. It's just here to punch you in the face. Yeah, right? you get a foo punch in the face, and then we're going to change things up. Let's go right? for it. So so they are not they are not the indicative of the whole festival. They're just there to like start you off with like a. You know, if you walked into a party and some, like, someone has got like shots on a tray, and you're like, oh, yeah. we'll just straight away, and you're like, okay, you have one of those, but then you're not going to be doing shots all night. That's crazy. You'll burn out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. So uh, after we've taken our shot of tequila, um, yeah. what are we following? What are we chasing that with? Ooh, I mean, I kind of wanted them to headline, but uh, that, that night, but I think it's it's right to maybe take them uh, after Foo Fighters. We're going to be hit with, uh, with some Beastie Boys. <gasps> yes, hello. I love Beastie Boys. They I are fucking love so Beastie good. Boys. Like I uh, have you read the uh, the audio uh, read the book uh, the Beastie Boys book because it's like the best thing in the world. What the Beastie the, Boys book? Yeah, it's like the autobiography of them. And no, uh, I have not. And it's it's very moving. It's very very funny. It's very beautiful. I would recommend it. To anyone even if you don't like beastie boys check it out it's fun it's fundamentally just you must send me a link to this i, I will do see. absolutely but yeah beastie boys like uh they are i say worthy of headlining but also you know great follow-up to foo fires as well like i feel yeah. that they're gonna bring the party and uh what is it about beastie boys that you like i i just love their they are boombastic mm-hmm. they they just burst onto onto every track they do they're slick they're cool they're they're, they're hip hop artists. They're they're rock artists. They're in, you know they're funk artists. Everyone knows them as as rappers, but you know you listen to their earlier stuff and they they do amazing instrumental um, kind of yeah. funk beats. 
um, you know, great rock songs like Sabotage is, is a great rock song, and they Absolutely. do a bunch of other things like that. And they're just really highly talented as well, because like um, incredibly highly talented. Because from album three onwards, uh, they they very much uh, played m- most of their own instruments, and even in the second mm. album, uh, Paul's Boutique, they they were they did a masterpiece of sampling. They they sampled so many things on that album, uh, and it's pretty much all apart from a few drum beats is uh, all sampled, and it's fantastic. It's like Mes- and also done in the eighties, so like they had to like record things. Like it was like a it was like an archivist dig, if you know what I mean. It was it was genuinely so. Uh, if you didn't know about it, you you wouldn't see how wonderful and how hard work that was. You know what I mean? What yeah. I love about the Beastie Boys is they don't they're not they they um, they're not afraid to reinvent themselves. Like you know, they famously hate yeah. uh, fight for your right to party. Like that was yeah. like one of the early things, and they were like, you know what? They did this first album, and then they went, you know what? We don't want to make this music. Yeah. We felt it was very, you know, we got the, the producers got in the way a lot. And then they bring out Paul's Boutique, the second album. And they're like, this is what we want to do now. And they lost a lot of fans, but they gained the ones that were going to stay with them for the rest of their career. Absolutely. And that's very, 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 very brave to do as an artist. Once you've broken through into something like that, you know, uh, as I can only imagine. <laughs> I'm not speaking from experience. You know, they, they change things up. That's very, very brave for, for a, a band to do. And do you think that's important in, uh, speaking as an artist yourself, do you think it's important to change things up or is it better to stay in the lane of which Speaking as a man that's used some jokes for <laughs> close to a decade now, <laughs> I think you pick and choose your battles. And it's good to maybe have things percolating away in the lab, but also there is, <laughs> you know, there, there's some... Yeah, you, you can keep working on new songs, but there's going to be some songs out there that people are like, play this one. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Beastie Boys are definitely going to bring the party for sure. And uh, it's curious. a great atmosphere. You're bringing all the headliners. That's great. You know, I, I like it a lot. And uh, I told you, mate, we're concentrating a six-day festival into two. Absolutely. Two <laughs> Screw you, Glastonbury. You I told you, you're not even know, you're not going to know what hit you. You're going to come out frazzled. I, I feel frazzled already. This is just so lovely and intense. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you start listening to Beastie Boys? When when was that the, the first Genesis? I always that? liked Beastie Boys, but I um I particularly started getting more into them when I... My first job, I was a software programmer. And the guy that left had left all his music on the hard drive of the computer I was working on. No And way. he had all the Beastie Boys albums. So I would just put on a Beastie Boys album while I was working. And before... You know, before I knew it, I'd kind of gone through their their back catalogue, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I, I never listened to the early stuff, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so suddenly I'm listening to the uh, the entirety of like Paul's Boutique and um, Ill Communication, all the way through, and Hello Nasty, and mm-hmm. just loved, 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 loved it. Really loved it. And the funny thing about Beastie Boys is they're one of my favorite bands. And normally I'm quite a stickler for learning people's lyrics. Mm-hmm. I never did with the Beastie Boys. Yeah, I never did. Yeah, yeah, I actually don't know their lyrics off by heart, which is funny because I do just tend to hear lyrics or you see them written down and remember them. But I've never done that with, with Beastie Boys. And I think that's just because I really just enjoy their music. Absolutely. And like... Like this, for me, the certain lines in Beastie Boys which I remember, like, um, like uh, I think it's uh, "What You Want." It's like, yeah, 
I'm a cool as a cucumber dipped in hot sauce. Don't know the next yeah. line, but like... I'm a cool as a cucumber dipped, dipped in, in hot sauce. sauce. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Like, only the Beastie Boys can come away with this, like, yeah. the, the lamest raps, the lamest rhymes. Be like, yeah, in your face, motherfucker. And I love that the the, the video for So What You Want is they, they are parodying other rappers that would be, like, walking down the street into the camera. Yeah. And they said, let's do it in the woods. Yeah. And wear, like, lumberjack shirts and stuff. Yeah, and like there's so many of the, and that's another thing we don't talk about as much. But like music videos, like in Beastie Boys were masters of that, and uh, MCA. Hello, children. There uh, used to be things called music videos, and <laughs> this is what we would grow up with and, and watch, and this yeah. is how we would get new singles released to us, and they were a thing of beauty. And like MCA um, would uh, adopt his um, alter ego and uh, direct into that name, and he was so good at it. Like he was so fantastic. What was it? That's Horatio Horn uh, Hornblower. While you're looking that up, the other thing I love about MCA is, again, he's not afraid to, to change up. Um, he yeah. apologizes for earlier lyrics um, in his later songs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think... Uh, like in Sure Shot, he, he apologizes yes. for things he said in the first album, Against Woman. Yeah. Um, uh, and... Yeah, because, yeah, like, like, absolutely, and I love that. I use Sure Shot as the, the prime example as well, because, yeah. like... Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's really it's, yeah, it's very moving as well. And, um, and more of that, please, like normalize going like you know what I I've changed. I did things in my past that you know, I've, I've changed my views. I've changed my attitude. And here is me publicly saying I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm moving on. Absolutely. And uh, I I think that is uh I I do think that is a. Uh, um, really really uh, important as well. I think it's um yeah I I love the fact that um yeah we have it's it's a very mature response isn't it and to be like uh, and to because uh, you can't get rid of that past can you you can't like, no. especially when you publicize it and and to be fair to the Beastie Boys who were kind of acting like meatheads in that time do you know what I mean mm. like uh, in, oh. in and like they were parodying meatheads but then became meatheads themselves do you know what I mean so that is essentially yeah. what happened uh, yeah and they kind of were very uh, sexist and violent and uh, the fact that you go you can mature and you can't change the past, but you can change your outlook for the future. You don't have to lean into yeah. it whatsoever. And as yeah. you said earlier, they reinvented themselves, not only musically, but morally too. And I think that's really cool. You've summed that up very eloquently and very succinctly, Matt. Thank you very much, Live at Apollo. I'll see you next week, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Please welcome this next succinct comedian. <laughs> that's, I am a succinct comedian, thank you. I'm not not the best one, but I am a succinct one. Um, but yeah, uh, also, just to clarify, I think it was Nathaniel Hornblower. That was the name Nathaniel of Hornblower. That was it, I think. Uh, there you go. So yeah, um, it's uh, yeah. Do check that out. It's all very very cool. Great. So Foo Fighters, Beastie Boys. I I don't know who who you're gonna follow up with Beastie Boys, but who you got next? Is this is this there's the gonna be some there's gonna be some short sets now. There's gonna be some short okay, sets cool, now cool. from uh, the Hives and the Donners. Nice. And I think they'll be really nice. A quite upbeat festival, isn't it? So a lot of like uh, yeah. A lot of gut yeah. up and go. I like that a yeah, lot. We're going to hit you hard on the Friday, and then Saturday we're going to chill you out a little bit and then lead up into some, some greatness on Saturday night. So you have the highs, the donners, and uh, and have you got the headline after that? Oh, yeah. The headliner, the headliners are going to be... It's going to be kind of like a collaboration between... <sighs> Chemical Brothers and Prodigy. Whoa! Yes. Hello. So they're gonna they're gonna almost kind of be like both of them on the stage, and like it's gonna start off like one will do a song, and then throw it to the other one, and then they'll do a song, and then they'll do a, you know. So they they're kind of like one upping each other. Like anything you can do, I can do better. As they go through their hits, and then it mishmatches as they come together into a crescendo of creativity live on stage, almost like Prodigy Chemical Brothers jazz. 
and, and the whole crowd just goes this is amazing and like you, you look at your friend and his face is actually literally melted off from <laughs> like the sheer Raiders of the Lost Ark like... yeah like he's just Raiders of the Lost Ark he's just he's just died happy he's just mush on the floor but like the mush is still vibrating with the music <laughs> and you can tell it's having a good time don't worry he'll be fine tomorrow just cartoon styles but in that moment he is mush on the floor wow that is such a nice collaboration right because like you can you can see that kind of being quite a an authentic and awesome thing right like uh, having prodigy vibe of chemical brothers and vice versa to kind of mesh into this kind of i say collaboration wow that you would never forget that night right unless no. you're on ketamine and then uh... that's right and and you it's, it's gonna be you can never explain it to anyone else like anytime you go to explain it to someone you just be like and, and they, they you you would lose all all english language you just would just it would just the memory would make your brain melt so you, uh, anyone who wasn't there just could never. And if they tried to televise it, the cameras would just melt from the awesomeness. Like, <laughs> there's, there's no recorded f- footage or documentation of this anywhere. It's just all word of mouth. Absolutely. You were there or you weren't. That, yeah, and it's kind of like, uh, it's like the Bermuda Triangle, but for like... It, yeah, it really is. Culture. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And then Amelia Earhart came out. <laughs> it was amazing. And people were like, that didn't happen. You You, you weren't there, man. You weren't fucking there. Like it's a war zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Uh, wow, I think that's fantastic. Uh, but uh, yeah, and that's that's so. Let's head over to your uh, to your Saturday night uh, uh, to your your, to your Saturday. But before yeah. we get into that, what is the nightlife like at your uh, festival? The nightlife. It's safe. First off and foremost, it's safe. Everyone feels very safe. Cool. There's no. Yeah. We've got extra security. I want. I don't want any creepy, dodgy motherfuckers at this festival. Yeah. I know sometimes they provide good stories, but I want everyone at this festival just not to be creeped out by that guy. Yeah. You know. For sure. I, so I like that, that guy's out. All right. The nightlife is. It's. It's great. It's chilled. Lots of food. There's mm. lots of food. <laughs> there's uh. There's blankets. There's a chill out zone. So after the headline has been on, there's a chill out zone where there's like lots of bean bags around Hobbiton. And you can watch, uh, they, they just play the best bits of, um, they, they play a lot of Jackie Chan fights. <laughs> That's what everyone chills out to, just like Jackie Chan's best fights. When I said nightlife, I was kind of thinking like, are you going to go for all night raves? <laughs> we ended up with Pete no, and Jackie Chan. No, the best. no we're, we're tired now. We are tired. I want everyone well rested for Saturday. I don't care if you can go all night. You go rest now because there's a big day coming to slap you in the face tomorrow. You know what? <laughs> Earlier, I was kind of thinking, oh, it's going to get quite, uh, can get getting a bit larry tonight in Hobbiton. But actually, yeah. parent, your parent side just come out and be like, right, get oh, to absolutely. bed. Absolutely, get to bed. You've just seen the Prodigy and Chemical Brothers. What more do you want, you greedy fucker? <laughs> what more do you want? And You've now- just seen the Beastie Boys, Foo Fighters, the Hives, the Donners, and a collaboration of Go to Bed <laughs> and let your brain process this. And if you want, I'll read you a bedtime story. But that is it. That's absolutely it. Okay. Yes. Yes. After the Jackie Chan fights, <laughs> when, when it's going to be absolutely lights out, Richard E. Grant will come out and read a bedtime story. Oh my God, that's good. That's yeah. very good. And <laughs> so we wake up rested and with Richard E. Grant in our ears. Yeah. And uh, in the morning, there is a yoga class uh, programmed, but no one turns up to it. <laughs> Funnily enough, I uh, in twenty twenty one, I was actually my first gig back. I was booked to do a festival, uh, all safe and socially distance. But uh, I uh, there was people doing yoga like uh, like all day, and I was like, I when I saw the program, I was like, oh, I might do that. 
I never yeah. fucking did. Of I course, never of course. did it. Oh, Look, wait. the yoga class there is only to make people feel good. Like, yeah, we might wake up and do some yoga. All right. <laughs> but then you, we woke up and like, we're not going to do it. And it's fine. It's fine. Absolutely. It's only, it only exists there to give people the, the um, I thought about doing something good. And that's sometimes all you need. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so with yoga, which but no one turns up. Yeah. Followed by who's the first musical act for the day? Who's the first musical act on the Saturday on your chill out? It's the bare naked ladies. Oh, now that is a lovely way to start off because it's maybe not too much. It's a good rock band, but also people. It's very accessible. People will yes. know at least a yeah, couple yeah. of songs. You know. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Bare naked ladies again was one of the um, was one of the uh, uh, albums on my the dude's work computer on my work computer <laughs> that the dude left behind. It's, it's, it's the entirety of your musical knowledge based off that, that, that kind of uh, hard drive left behind. Yeah, the guy that left, he's going to love the shit out of this festival, let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> and that guy was Bruce Springsteen playing Crafty Egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got, um, that was, it was one of the albums on the hard drive, but also I loved uh, Bare Naked Ladies through some improviser friends that I made. Yes, um, tell us about that. I used to do improv back in New Zealand. For, uh, I joined a, a uh, professional troupe. There's the Court Theatre in New Zealand, and they have an improv troupe called the Court Jesters. Mm-hmm. And we would um, do late night improv shows on Friday and Saturday nights. And it was quite cool because we got to play on the sets. Mm-hmm. So they'd have a, a set for the play, and like the play would change every month, so they have a different set. Wow. And they'd do the play, and then afterwards, so they'd do the play about 8 o'clock, and then about 10 o'clock, we'd come on and do an improv show on that set and it like changed the way we played everything and it was great so i did that from 2003 to when we left in 2010 oh brill and so bare naked ladies was the association of that in some capacity there was um some friends in there that introduced me to bare naked ladies yeah. like more than more than the hits like you know everyone knew one week and pinch me and everything but hearing their earlier stuff i got to love their songs and so when you do a deep dive like that, how do you react? Because, like, are you kind of the person that has to, like, kind of sit down and listen to everything? Or do you kind of take it over time? How do you kind of engage with music in that way? With things like that, if I can if I can engage with them, like, kind of passively, like, put them on in the background while I'm doing something else, mm-hmm. then I'll probably come to love them. Like, sitting down and going, I will listen to this album is not great for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because... I'm a bit of a mixture too, because like, if it's something I really want to sit down and listen to, I need to kind of like have that time for that. But also, like, uh, as I get older, I'm like, I can't, I can't just sit down and listen to an album anymore, Matt. Yeah, you know I mean, like, mm. but uh, I like how songs kind of come in the background, like a bit like Beastie Boys. Like, I, I know all the sounds, but I just don't know all the words because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had them on quite a lot. Do you know what I mean? So, it, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, but I like, and Bare Naked Ladies are very chill. Well, not quite chill as in like chill the genre, but chill as in like um, good vibes. Like it's not not too complicated. It's quite uh, that. It's quite easy entertainment, right? It's easy and it's fun. It's upbeat. It's good to kind of get you into the day again. You know. I love that a lot. Great suggestion. And uh, the, yeah. yeah, I've got all the time in the world for bare naked ladies. And but like in terms of that early stuff, and you might not be uh, faux pas with the uh, album names, but like, is there anyone that you would recommend or a place that you recommend starting with bare naked ladies? Starting with, I mean, like, if you listen to, uh, there's there's a compilation called Disc One, which is actually some of their greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually does have a lot of their early stuff on there. And it yeah. will have some of the you know, the big hits on there and stuff. But, but like, Disc One was a CD I came across later, and I was like, this has got a lot of the Bare Naked Lady songs that I loved. Mm-hmm. The, the best ones. And also, yeah. I'm not sure if you feel the same, but, like, particularly when we do stand-up, like, having an... 
a CD for your car. Do you know what I mean? Like the one that you put on repeatedly is like you feel like you have a lot of memories associated to that. Oh song. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely changed with Spotify and like AUX links, but like, yeah, I still have those CDs in my car which I put on and feel I have that good. I have that time with it. There's a CD by Dio um, uh, called uh, Holy Diver, and uh, I listen to it every time I drive up to Glasgow to do a gig. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, it kind of lasts about. There's an interview at the end as well, and it's like I don't know why it's like a ritual. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a nice. There is something that's lost now with these days of, of playlists and Spotify and everything. But like you know, we used to listen to entire CDs. Yeah, for sure. And you forget that they were made. Albums were made to be listened to in this order, in a certain order. Yeah, we do miss that out. And um, but uh, yeah, I, I think playlists as well. Like um, like compilation CDs don't really ex- exist anymore because you just do it on Spotify. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway, oh, um, these, these are the days. These are the days. <laughs> but yeah, so after bare naked ladies, who after bare naked ladies, okay, bare naked ladies is kind of playing around, um, you know, early morning, kind of lunchtime ish. Everyone's kind of emerging because you're very well rested, all right, and you're eating your <laughs> nice food, you're eating your spicy bratwursts and everything. Okay, after bare naked ladies, we are having jagged little pill um, nice. by by Alanis Morissette. The whole album, right? The whole album. Just sit down and play the shit. album. In order, because it's it's the best thing she ever did. And it's, it's, after that, I just didn't... I love Jagged Little Pill so much, like a child, and yeah. I do not like anything else she's really done. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard though, isn't it? Because like, like, with Alanis, it's, like, it's kind of like first name terms, apparently. But like, uh, yeah. Yeah, with Jagged Little Pill, like it's so perfect, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And uh, uh, the other stuff, uh, there are some good hits, but I just, again, I just didn't connect to it in the same way. And uh, sometimes that happens with artists. Like, I've been listening to a lot of, like, uh, theory on Weezer and stuff like that. Good, so that oh, kind of Weezer, good man. Yeah, let's stick them in. Um, but like, uh, but the thing is, like, they they kind of their recent albums are quite like they're just nothing like the, uh, what they used to have because I think it captures a moment that that time where you can connect to it as a young person. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, mm. so. But yeah, uh, so Jagged Little Pill. Oh, I, all the time for Alanis Morissette. Jagged Little Pill. That's right. That's right. Let's take it through the rest of the day. If that's okay. Yeah, there is the date. No, okay. I'm just like, we're going to pepper these in here, okay? Yeah. After uh, Alonis Morissette, we are going to have a little bit of Backstreet Boys. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have a little bit of Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I said yes. it. Yes. Oh, it. my God. That's a I lot of fun. It. That's and a they're going to have fun. kind of like a super collaboration with like some other boy bands are going to come in and just do like <gasps> one song. But like in between the Backstreet Boys, they're going to be like, please welcome NSYNC. And then NSYNC will come out and do like, bye, bye, bye. And then the Backstreet Boys are like, okay, that's it. So NSYNC, fuck off. Right? And then, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> you know. Fuck like, off. Yeah, <laughs> then another boy band will come in, or like S Club Seven. They will they will guest S Club Seven, and S Club Seven will come out and play Reach for the Stars. Yeah, yes, they will, they will, and also Five will come out. All right, but this is kind of like a concentrated set. All right, yeah. So it's like a, I do love these a boy but, um, a boy a pop band palooza. Do you know what I mean? A pop band palooza. All right, and after that, uh, we are going to have a short set by Nickelback. Yes, we are. Yes, we are, Matt. We're going to have a set by Nickelback. I, uh, for the first time ever on my podcast, I have no comment, absolutely zero Nickelback comment. will come out and people will fucking love it. Because hmm. you know what? They will know the songs. Because deep down, they will say, you know what? I don't mind this song. And even if I deep, reach a little deeper, I quite like this song. Okay, right, here's, right, full disclosure, people, uh, people uh, listening. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was um, on have's channel on twitch and there was a debate going on uh, whether um you know whether nickelback were good musicians or not and uh have stick to his guns and uh very much says he likes nickelback and i in this podcast i'm very much promoting of everyone's passions in whatever way that might be with the exception of one man 
<laughs> Actually, genuinely though, like, like uh, to uh, to uh, to uh, step away from a joke for a second. Uh, I, you know what? I think they do get a hard rep, and I don't like. I I don't think they're for me. Um, but like, I just feel that sometimes. Say it, Matt. You love them. Just I'll, say you love them. I know. I can feel it. I love. I love them. I love them. I love them. Okay, I love them. Don't you feel? Don't you feel liberated? <laughs> I've got Chad Kroger on my chest. Oh, I feel God. like I've just baptized you. <laughs> like you're just coming out of the water now. You're like, oh God. Oh, oh God! I, I've, 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 I've figured out who I am. <laughs> I, I, I've, I'm, I'm, I was just denying myself for too long. I have to accept who I am. A Nickelback fan. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. And uh, well, I'm a true believer now. Um, that's which... right. <laughs> I was, I was in a Chad place there for a while, but I've, I've come, <laughs> I've come out. Come. Um, they're really programming on me. Uh, but uh, uh... <laughs> send that to my agent. Send that to my agent. <laughs> Nickelback and Nickelback, aren't they? So, yeah, Nickelback and Nickelback. I mean, we will, this is going to be like, and we'll introduce them. Like, please give this next band a chance. <laughs> That's their intro. Please give this next ch- band a chance. And please <laughs> remain calm. Remain calm. <laughs> There's like riot police. We've we've removed all the debris from the festival, so there's nothing you can throw at this band. <laughs> Yeah, and it's kind of like you know how in Hunger Games like uh, there's like district polices and it's like yeah. <laughs> District Thirteen. I kind of feel yep. like people are like that kind of level. <laughs> like they're all revolting. It's like no, stay in line. Nickelback yep. are on. <laughs> That's right. And just like all the crowds in the Hunger Games of the of the, the poor districts, so they stand there silently. That's how the that's how they start looking at Nickelback, <laughs> just standing there like oh my god. But then they get into it. Then they release. And like yourself, Matt, they become. Born again Nickelback fans. <laughs> we are born again. It's definitely a cult following for sure. But yeah, uh, um... yeah. now we're ramping up into the evening. Okay, yeah. to kind of get us into the evening, um, we get everyone ramped up because we've had a lot of like uh, you know accessible stuff, happy hoppy boy band stuff. Nickelback, which I know is in everyone's cup of tea. Now the Offspring come out. Nice, hello. The Offspring come out and get everyone ready to like go. Remind everyone it's Saturday night. We're getting crazy. Yeah. And the offspring come out, and everyone goes, ah, "Oh my god, it's the offspring!" And they play all their hard shit. They play the hard shit, like you know. Yeah. I know some of the latest stuff is is like fun to sing along to sometimes, but they yeah. play their hard shit from the yeah. early albums. Yeah. Okay. You gotta keep them separated. Yeah. All that shit. Yes. Your headliners for the for the Saturday night are Queen. Oh, hello, absolutely. Are the headliners. I can't believe you have Queen and Nickelback on the same day. Like, absolutely. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, how lucky for Queen, right? <laughs> We're born again Nickelback fans, Matt. We're born again Nickelback fans. I've never kicked off anyone from my podcast <laughs> midway through before. This, this... <laughs> so Queen are wrapping up. And we. Do, I, don't, I feel like Queen are the perfect festival headliner. And uh, they, uh, But what, what did Queen mean to you? What did Queen mean to me? Queen mean the 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 greatest frontman of a band ever. Yeah. Queen mean to me a, a, a stadiums that I wish I could have been in to see them, even right at the back. Yeah. Queen mean to me like what? Uh, I've used the word eclectic a lot. What an <laughs> eclectic sound they had. Mm-hmm. You know, like all their hits sound so different. You know, like they went every every which way. I mean, look at Bohemian Rhapsody. It's absolutely. Or the audacity to even write that, to perform that, to yeah. to have a piano solo in a rock ballad, you know? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, 
It's it's amazing. It's amazing. I think that's such an awesome way to wrap up your festival. But is there anything else you wanted to add in? Oh, after Queen, like, because it's the last night of the festival, um, yeah. I will let people kind of go a little bit longer. There's not going to be no bedtime story. Uh, we're going to have some, <laughs> some, we're going to have some like trashy techno. Uh, to, you know, if you want to, you could stay up. I mean, you've just watched Queen. What more do you want, you greedy fuckers? <laughs> but you can stay up if you want and listen to uh, Sash. Yes, nice. I do love Sash, that 90s techno. <laughs> Sash and Flatboy Slim will, will play through the night. Nice, you know, yeah. If you want that. If you want that, but you're, you're going to be pretty wiped out. Lovely stuff. Well, I think that's time to head to the final part of our podcast. Uh, and let's deal with some floor fillers. Oh, yeah. As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here are a couple of hypothetical questions that Hav has to deal with in a man that he sees fit. Oh no, Nickelback have cancelled last minute. Who do you get to replace them? Oh what? no. What, what have you done here, mate? I, I, it's not my Nickelback fault. Have, what if, like, Nickelback would cancel? <laughs> 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 mate, they turned up a day early. <laughs> They're doing it for free. I just... They turned it for free. <laughs> Nickelback have cancelled. Okay, fair enough. I um, uh, they are getting replaced with uh, Maroon Five. Okay, we can do we can deal with Maroon Five. Perfect stuff. I like that a lot. But we don't tell them who they're replacing. Yes, yeah. they they'd walk. Yeah, absolutely. So you understand? Do you understand? Okay, good. But I'm sad that Nickelback aren't there. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame indeed. Oh no, someone's running late and you need to fill for time, but fortunately, one of your favourite ever celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. They don't need to be a DJ, but which celebrity would you like to pick? <gasps> Elton John. Oh, hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't good. want him on the piano, I want him DJing. Yes, that'd be sick. Yes, yes, yes. I like that a lot. That's great. And you uh, put on some absolute tunes as well, although I think you put a lot and of some his own stuff on. outfits as well. Yes, oh my god. That'd be fun. I'd think that's great. I think Elton John would also quite enjoy being up there going like, I'm just going to play you some of my favourite songs <laughs> without actually playing my songs. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be interesting for sure. Your fans are in the mosh pits. They are crowd surfing, but they're also doing the Javier. What do you think that might be? The Javier? The Javier is, is crowd surfing whilst eating something. <laughs> this is, you're being quite foodie With in both this. both hands. Yeah. <laughs> Just eating a sub as you're being passed along. But you've got one of each in each hand. So you've got like two hot dogs and like one's in each hand. Or like two crepes or something, you know? Double barrels. two burritos. But you're crowd surfing, but you're more interested in the eating. It's almost like you're oblivious to crowd surfing. As if it's happened by accident, for sure. That is the Javier. Brilliant stuff. Um, Okay, so... Uh, one of your acts have forgotten their equipment, but good news, they can do an acoustic set. Which artist, if you had to choose, would you make do an acoustic set? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Beastie Boys. Oh, acoustic whoa, Beastie Boys. holy moly. That would be yeah. intense. Yeah. You gotta yeah, fight it... for your right. <laughs> like that. That'd be nice. And I'd like to pass the mic. <laughs> so watch you, watch you want. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> every, and, like, and they start playing it, and like just without, without anyone saying anything, the whole crowd just slowly just, just sits down on the ground. Yeah. And touch, to listen to them. Yeah. Puts their hands up in harmony. Yeah. Yeah, stuff. there's no mud on the ground either. There's no mud at this festival. <laughs> but you can lick each other's assholes. <laughs> All day long. All day long. And, uh, okay, uh, Freddie Mercury acts like a diva to you. How do you get your revenge? Let him be a diva to me. <laughs> you could be a diva to me all night long, mate. Um, how do I get revenge? I I um I quickly chuck his already tight jeans in the dryer. Oh my god! Making yeah. them super super tight jeans, so he comes out there looking like he's got chopsticks for legs. <laughs> the mo- the body mass of his legs go into his like yeah, upper yeah. torso. So he's just yeah. He looks like a caricature out there. <laughs> and finally, your festival loves you, and they want you to sing one song at your festival. If you had to pick one song to join in, which song would you pick? Fight Test by The Flaming Lips. Wait, are The Flaming Lips playing? Are they? No, they're not. I wish I could have had them. But sorry, I've, I've named the lineup now. <laughs> you come on. You come on during the Backstreet Boys and just be like, hello, let's do this song. Uh, yeah, that kind of, that'll work. It'll be good. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and that is the end of Floor Fillers. And that is the end of this episode. Oh, uh, mate, I've had such a good time. I've just... I've been filled with joy thinking about this festival that will never happen, but in my head, in my dreams. It will happen. We're going to go over to Hobbiton and fuck shit up, for sure. Yeah. So, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real treat. And Thank you for having me, Matt. And where, where can people find you online, and would you like to plug anything? Um, uh, you can find me uh, on my Twitch channel, on all the socials, but my Twitch channel is this Javier. Find me on there, um, and that'll, that'll have links to everything else that I do. Absolutely. And uh, you do a lot of awesome projects. So, uh, yeah, please listen to check that out. And, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. It's been really, really fun. And please make sure to support us by giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen to. Um, they really do mean a lot, and they do uh, spread the word, so please do that. On top of that, you can also follow Castle Podcast on Twitter and also follow me at Matt Comedy. But please uh, join me in saying thank you one more time to our fantastic guest, Javier Harquin, thank you so much. I'm not on Kitterman, Matt. <laughs> Let me lick your bum hole. Thanks so much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs>